Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Booked with Craig Touch, the founder and owner of Hidden Gems Books and myself, Roland Hume, uh, where we get together and talk about this crazy industry we are in of self-publishing, writing books and trying to be successful as authors. And today we have back for the third time a hat trick, a very, very special guest, a wonderful person who's been giving us so much valuable insight. Uh, it is Erin Wright, a very successful author in her own right. Did you see what I did there? But also the uh, woman behind uh, Wide for the Win, which is a huge Facebook group that is changing a lot of people's lives with a philosophy of publishing wide. And that's what we're here to talk about today. So hello, Erin. How are you doing today? I am doing so well. I am interested in what this hat trick is that I'm supposed to be doing. So um, if I, I, I'll be, I'll be thrilled to know what it is that I, maybe it's a a soccer, it's It's a a soccer thing. Oh, it's a soccer thing too. It's definitely a hockey thing. Yeah, where you I get don't... three three goals in a row. Oh, yeah, see, I don't, I don't, I don't sport. I don't. So that doesn't mean anything to me. But that's good. I mean, I know what goals are. So all right, all right, that's good. Well, so... it is lovely to have you back, Aaron. We are very, very happy about that. And Craig, uh, founder and owner of Hidden Gems, an author himself. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Uh, I'm so glad to have Aaron back. I mean, this is. This is one of those, we keep having her back. This is one of those topics that just goes on and on forever. It's so important to self-publishing authors to, you know, not put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak, Amazon um, being that one basket, right? So publishing wide means, of course, publishing to all the other sites like Kobo and Apple and Google and Barnes and Noble and all that stuff, right? So um, last time you were on, we talked about, uh, marketing wide. And a lot of that was focused around, I guess, newsletters and, um, you know, advertising and stuff. Uh, but I think there was a lot of stuff we didn't touch on. Um, and I know one of those, one of those things is the in-house promotions that a lot of the other sites offer that Amazon doesn't really offer. So it's something that, um, people that aren't familiar with going wide, uh, probably know nothing about. So is that, um, something you can tell us about? Yeah, so it is very different wide versus what they do on Amazon. Um, Amazon does have a few, um, oh gosh, I can't remember what they're called, where um, they'll do like a special for your book and they send out an email and ask you if you want to apply for it. Um, It's very random and um, whether or not you get asked um, and and whether or not it does anything. Um, That that little bit of... uh, interesting thing aside, um, with Amazon really in-house promotions is AMS ads, right? Amazon ads. Um, that's your in-house promotions. That's how you get visibility on Amazon by being in KU and by paying for AMS ads. Um, the wide storefronts have a very different philosophy. Uh, not surprisingly, they, they have it on everything, but they, they definitely have it on this also. Um, Google Play is the oddball out in terms of there is no human being at Google who is saying, yes, I'm going to promote this book. No, I'm not going to promote that book. Um, it's Google. It's all going to be algorithms and bots, right? Um, they, are, they are not going to change their overall operating philosophy, even if it's just for books. So there are no, quote unquote, in-house promotions on Google. Um, you can there is a promotions tab on Google that you can set books to free or on sale 
using that tab. So you set the price normal in the book itself. You say, my, this book is $4.99 in the US, it's $3.99 in Great British Pounds, Sterling, right? And you go through and you put all those prices in and then you go to the promotions tab. This is available for everyone. It is on the left-hand side of the screen. You click on that and you can actually put a book on sale to being free and have the end date, just leave it blank. Your book will then be on sale forever to free. Google does use that to then populate carousels with that information, with that book. So um, with Google Play, if you simply put your book on the pricing tab for that book, if you just put the price $0, that's just its price. It's not special. It's $0, $10, $100. Google doesn't see that as being any sort of a, a good deal. If you set the price to full price and then use the promotions tab and put the book to sale to being free, then that's a good deal. And then they will actually promote that book internally automatically using algorithms. Um, so you will show up in carousels that are like free book or under $2.99 or whatever. So there are in-house promotions on Google, but there is no human being at Google saying yes or no to promotions. And that's, I've told you the whole extent of in-house promotions on Google. You now know everything you need to know about Google in-house promotions. Very, very straightforward. Um, you don't have to ask for that promotions tab. It's just there. Everybody can use it. Is there any restrictions on uh, how often you can put a book on sale for how long, how, whether you can make it free, like, you know, how Amazon has sort of restrictions where, um, well, for you can change the price like you can with Google, but for free, you can only do five days free in KDP Select and, um, you know, they have their countdown sales. So that puts you in special areas, but then it only lasts a certain amount of time and the price can, you know, change, fluctuate for that. So mm -hmm. is Google just, you know, do it however long you want? Yeah, so when you go into uh, the promotions tab, it has a start date and you put in today's date and, or whenever it is that you want it to start. And then it has an end date in that field that says next to it, optional. So if you leave it blank, it just stays that price for forever. Okay. So my permafreeze, if you go to Google Play and you look up Aaron Wright, you'll find I have two permafreeze. I have a, a Flames of Love, which is the start of my firefighter series. And I have Accounting for Love, which is the start of my main Cowboy series. Um, both of those have $4.99 crossed out and then $0 underneath. That's what I'm doing to get that uh, set up on my books on Google Play. Okay, um, so then it always simple. looks like a, like a deal forever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a reader comes across and they're like, oh, this is on sale. It's free right now. How exciting, right? And they don't realize it's been on free since 2018. Um, so, you know. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that, is, is there something, isn't there, where when Amazon sees one of your books for free on another site, it sets it for free on Amazon as well. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's price matching. That's actually the only way that you can get your books free on Amazon. You, if you Yep. If you are wide, you cannot put your book to free. Even if you just want to put it to, to free for the weekend, that uh, option does not exist. Well, it does in KDP Select, right? If you enroll right, in KDP Select. Right. If you're but wide. If you're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. If you're wide, then yes, it's price matching. Yeah. 
Yep. Exactly. And it's hard to get it off that, I think, too, right? Like if you price match to free and then later change your, your books, I've heard of people having trouble. Yeah, both ways, really, you know, mm-hmm. getting getting Amazon to recognize the price match and change it. It's sort of dicey in the sense that if you're planning a promotion um, and you want to do it for a certain date, there's no guarantee that even though you price match it and tell Amazon that they'll actually price match it within the time frame you're looking for. Right. So um, that's actually why I have two permafreeze that I just keep free because um, I don't have the um, patience to put a book to free and back and blah, blah, blah and mess with that. Some people do. Um, I am not one of those brave souls. Um, if I get a book bum, for example, and it's not on one of my permafrees, it's on a, say, book five in my series, and I need to make it free for that book bub. Um, book bub t- typically accepts you three to four weeks before the book actually gets the book bub, right? So you have that lead time. I literally will get an email from book bub, see that I was approved, switch over to all the wide storefronts and go in and change my price right then to free. So that I can start the price matching process because I am terrified that someday Amazon will not price match me in time. And I would yeah. rather have my book free for longer and, and then have it for sure free on my book update than like try to play it down to the wire and blah, blah, blah. Like I, yeah. I That's don't a, have. I agree. Yeah. That's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, but yeah, for your promo freeze on Google play, you just, uh, the optional slot you leave it blank it stays free forever you don't have to worry about it switching back and uh, you're good to go um so google's pretty straightforward like i said there's no human being there kobo is at the other end of the spectrum um kobo nobody ever says kobo and or barnes and noble is a tech company right those aren't words that typically come out of people's mouths. A book company, yes. A tech company, not so much. Their search algorithms are not very sophisticated. Google Play's search algorithms um, and uh, Apple's algorithms, search algorithms, are, are fairly sophisticated. And you're going to be able to find what you're looking for using keywords. Um, the also bots are a little bit better, things like that. Barnes and Noble and Kobo, they just don't have that tech background. And it shows in terms of algorithms and bots. So with Kobo, literally the way that you are going to get visibility on Kobo is through the in-house promotions tab. The end. Um, I will say, bub aside, Right. So BookBub or paid newsletters will get you visibility across storefronts. I'm talking about in-house promotions, meaning inside of that ecosphere, inside of that website. How are you going to get visibility from that website itself? From Kobo, it's going to be in-house promotions. So you're talking about aside from uh, like just general category searching, um and a direct uh, title or author searching, right? If you're talking about if I was looking for billionaire romance or something like that, like keyword um, searching, that's where I would have problems finding a, a book. Is that what you mean? Yeah, their algorithm just isn't isn't <clears throat> very good. Like if you were to put in a steamy billionaire romance, 
um, the results aren't always super strong or super awesome um, because this, they're just not um, real great at that. The other thing is, is their categories are also, oh, I hope nobody from Kobo hears this podcast. <laughs> Hello, Kobo people. I love you. I buy And I hope that they're listening. <laughs> but <laughs> they're categories and they know this. I'm not telling them anything that they don't already know. They already are like, oh my God, not the categories. Their categories are terrible. Absolutely horrendous. For my books, which in case anybody missed it, I write small town, Western, cowboy, steamy, contemporary romance. Okay. Every other storefront that I've ever published to gives me the option of Western romance. All of them do. Except for Kobo. On Kobo, my choices are contemporary romance or romance general, which is as uninspiring as it sounds. Um, and those that's literally it. Out of the categories that they have for romance, those are the only two that apply to my books. Um, their, their categories need some help. And they are well aware of this. This is, I like I said, I'm not informing them of anything that they're like, what? We never knew that. Yeah, um, I'm just on Kobo's site now. So I went into eBooks. I chose Romance. And I'm seeing under subcategories, uh, there are seven. However, erotica is listed twice. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so really, there's six. But yeah, I guess they're really happy with erotica. Um, and yeah, I... Uh, and so just quickly, it's contemporary, erotica, erotica, historical, inspired romance, whatever that is, LGBT, and new adult. And that's it. That's all I see. Oh, wait, that's hold on. Folks. Sorry, there, there's some, there's a down arrow. So there's four more mm. after that. Paranormal, oh, is, is romantic there... suspense, science fiction, fantasy, sports. Okay. I was going to say, I thought there were sports. Yeah. 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 But yeah, oh, yeah you're right. There's no Western and uh, yeah. Yeah, there's 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 a lot. Um, inspired is like a Christian, basically. Oh, okay, right. It's religious. Um, it doesn't necessarily, I guess, have to be Christian, but it tends to be. Right. Mm. Anyway, yes. Compared to other storefronts, Kobo's categories are sparse on the ground. Um, so you're not getting visibility through those. You're getting visibility by applying and being included in in-house promotions on Kobo. So there's always the debate of, should I go direct to a storefront or should I use a distributor? And um, with Kobo, I tell people, it really, it, it always comes down to this, but especially this is, this is a borderline storefront where if you are not tech savvy, if you are super crunched in terms of time, um, it may make sense for you to use a distributor to get to Kobo. You will have a lot less promotions available to you. And in-house promotions are the only way that you get visibility on Kobo, right? On the other hand, um, they do do some in-house promotions through distributors. So if you use, say, Draft Digital to get to Kobo, there are some in-house promotions that you can get to through draft to digital for Kobo, but it's a lot less than if you go direct. But I've had people who I've done consultations and such with who have really severe health problems, um, who have a full-time day job, who are extremely non-tech savvy, right? In those cases, it makes sense to use a distributor and just call it a day, 
um, if you are capable of going direct in terms of time and knowledge and everything else, you should be with Kobo. You will make more money. And that's not just because the distribution companies take 10% of your income, right? That aside, I'm not even like, they, they earn their 10%. What I'm talking about is visibility on the storefront. And with Kobo, if you're not direct, you're not getting those most of the in-house promotions. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So Kobo is actually the only storefront that charges for in-house promotions. It's either a percentage of the money that you make from including a book and a promotion, or it's a flat fee. Um, there are there's like one promotion that's free, um, and it it does about as much as you might expect from a promotion that's free. Um, so so their their most expensive promotion is eighty bucks. This is all U.S. dollars, by the way, so convert accordingly. But $80 U.S. is their most expensive promotion. We are not talking BookBub money here, right? We're also not talking BookBub results. I'm not downing Kobo in any way. I just want people to have accurate um, expectations, right, of what, like, if I get a Kobo promotion is my... Um, indie career going to skyrocket and now I'm going to be the new household name or something, something that's not how it's going to work. No. Um, but in-house promotions can help increase your sales on Kobo. And maybe this month you make $50, maybe next month you make $150 and the month after, you know, and you keep going and you keep pushing and maybe you can get it up to like $500 a month on Kobo. Right. Um, there are people who I'm sure make four figures a month on Kobo. I'm not one of them. I've literally never made four figures a month on Kobo. They are my smallest storefront. Um, other people will do better. Something to keep in mind is I write Western romance. I write American-centric genre. Kobo is very international focused. It's the only one out of the five main storefronts that is based in another country primarily, right? So they are very international-minded and I write very US-centric books. I'm never going to knock it out of the park on Kobo. It's just not going to happen. That's okay. I have You can't have five storefronts that all make amazing money. Somebody has to be at the bottom of the pile. For Kobo, for me, it's going to be Kobo. For somebody else, it may be Google Play, it may be Apple, maybe whatever. But it, it's Kobo for me. All right. So the in-house promotions sound... Uh, kind of like ads almost, right? Like, what are they doing for these? Like, are they showing up? When I look at the homepage on Kobo, I see, well, sorry, it's not the homepage, it's the ebooks fiction. I see, you know, romance, our teams, our, romances, our team are head over heels for. And then there's a, some books. So are those ones that, you know, have been paid to be on that list? Or is that really something that they've sort of curated? Um, and then, you know, when I scroll down, like best of the month and they have one book sort of highlighted. Now, is that something that is is a paid spot or is that something that they're really picking? Um, so they do not have a best of the month spot that you can apply for. So that really is them picking. Um, they do have a daily deal. Um, that is you paying. That's the $80 one. 
Um, so it, they kind of, they kind of do a mishmash, right? They do curated where it's just, um, employees at Kobo who love something. So they're going to put it in there. And then they have ones where you are paying to be included in the promotion. Um, so, and you're not going to be able to tell from the reader end of things, just looking at it because they don't say, and this has been paid for by the author, right? Um, well, right. Of course. But I'm, I'm just kind of wondering where they're putting those paid ones that mm-hmm. make it more visible to me as a reader. Like, where would I, why would I, how would I stumble upon them? Um, how would I stumble upon those ones that you're paying $80 for? And is that $80 for one day? Mm, yes. Oh. So um, it's the, it's the daily deal. Um, so it's $80 for one day. Um, and there's, let's see, I know that I'm so used to being able to share my screen <laughs> when I'm doing a consultation. And so it's like, here, let's pull up the, the page. Um, if you go to Kobo.com and you hover over um, eBooks at the top, then it drops down that thing and it's fiction right. and literature, romance, nonfiction, right? Mm-hmm. On the right-hand side, there is um, free eBooks and eBook savings. So let's click on ebook savings. I believe that's going to be where you're going to have um, the daily deals. Right. Get your ebook savings. Um, Flip through these deals. um, Page turners. Do they need need to be deals? You have to um, put the book on sale in order to be uh, considered for the those kind of promotions. Um, it depends. So if you scroll down, um, there's one right now I'm looking at, it says save on these steamy romance reads. And right. if you look at the price, it's $3.99, $4.99, $3.99, and they're not crossed out. Those are actually buy one, get one free, where you include your book um, at full price, and then they they have a, a BOGO, and then the, the author is getting half of their their sales price right when the when the coupon is used if that makes sense right um okay. whereas the ebooks ebooks under five dollars if you look you can see 12.99 get a life chloe brown 12.99 cross out a buck 99 so these right. you have to discount it can be harder to do those because um if you discount it on kobo Amazon finds that and discounts it on Amazon. Maybe you didn't want it to be discounted on Amazon. So a lot of people like to do BOGOs where it's a coupon, buy one, get one free. Amazon does not price match that. Uh, But I'm wondering how they restrict you from not changing your price and raising it and then lowering it so that it looks like it's on sale and you're getting a deal. You know, like some of these ebooks. I mean, I'm not uh, filtered, I guess, by um, by genre. But all the ones crossed out in that books under five for me are like twelve ninety nine, fifteen ninety nine, eleven ninety nine, twelve ninety nine. Is anybody selling their ebooks at that price really, <laughs> or did they raise it to twelve ninety nine and then say I'm on sale to one ninety nine from twelve ninety nine? Is there a restriction on how you know you can do that or? Um, there is not a restriction as far as I know. And um, actually, I'm assuming I, I would have to go back in there and look at those again, but I'm assuming that those are traditionally published. So those are yeah, probably their legit prices. Cause that's but I mean, you could, so like, just, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like give people ideas on how to, to, to break, break things on Kobo, but let's say your book was $3.99 on Amazon and you were saying, you know, you don't want to have them price match it. 
and it's three ninety nine everywhere else, and you wanted to be on this, you could technically raise it to eight ninety nine for a couple of days, and then say I'm I'm lowering it to three ninety nine, and then it's the same prices on Amazon. Looks like it's on sale. I don't know, or do they restrict that? You know, um, they they don't restrict it as far as I know. Um, you do have a gap between when the promotion becomes available to apply for that you apply for it, you find out if you got it or not, and the promotion actually runs. So let's say that you raise your price to $8.99. It has to be $8.99 for a couple of weeks before uh-huh. it's included in the promotion at, at $3.99. And, oh, now it's a good sale. Like, is that right. worth it? I would say probably not. Uh-huh. Um, I, Yeah, I, I don't know that it's worth fussing around with it in that way. Right. Um. So, but the, the, the thing I was going to say, um, with the percentage promotions versus the flat fee promotions. So they have flat fee promotions for free books because they can't take a percentage of the sale of a free book. I mean, I guess they could, but it's not going to do that much good. Right. Um, so the, the promotions for free books is always going to be associated with some sort of flat fee. Um, the cheapest one is $10 and it goes up to, I want to say the most expensive one is $40 for free. And then they have the promotions of paid books um, or the, excuse me, promotions where the, uh, it's a percentage of what you sell. Um, so in that case, if you put a book into a promotion and you put your book at $199, and they take 10% more than what they normally take. So they normally take 30% and you get 70%. If you're included in a promotion that has a 10% fee attached to it, they get 40%, you get 60%. Um, you aren't paying anything until and unless the storefront sells something, right? So you're not out any money. If you sell zero, then all you're out is some time to apply for that promotion. Um, if you sell a whole bunch, then you've got, you know, 10% of whatever it is that you sell. Um, they tend to put promotions in for a percentage if they are not 100% sure that it's going to move the needle for you in any significant way. Because... Let's go back to the $80 promotion, right? The daily deal, 80 bucks. That's, that's a chunk of change. You could, you could have a really nice dinner for $80. You put your book in for that. You get it. You sell three books. You're like, excuse me. Um, quick trip to Canada coming up next. I'm, you know, or Craig, you just, you know, go next door or something, but be like, (laughs) Hey, excuse me. Like I paid $80 to sell three books. I'm not okay with this. Right. Um, if you paid nothing, but you were in a percentage one and you had to give them 10% of those three sales, you would be like, ah, well, it's three more sales than I would have gotten otherwise. Right. Totally different reaction to the same results. You should believe them when they put a percentage versus a flat fee onto something and how much that flat fee is. They are not pulling these numbers out of their tuchus. They mean so just yeah. <laughs> so just to just to clarify then, so I, I don't know, maybe you said this and I missed it, but so that means then that you're not um, choosing whether you want a flat fee or 
or um, percentage. You're applying for the promotion and then they're telling you what it's going to cost you. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So before you even apply for it, um, on the page where it lists out all the promotions, they tell you when they run, what the theme of the promotion is. Is it a buy one, get one free, or is it percentage off, um, whatever it is. And they tell you what dates it runs, and they tell you what is it a percentage of the income, or is it a flat fee for that promotion. So you know all of that before you apply. Oh, sorry. Wait. So then... Okay, so but then they're not choosing that based on your book specifically. They're right there. Because you're saying that before I even tell them I want to run a promotion on my book, I'm choosing one that is flat fee or or percentage based. So mm-hmm. it's it's more that that they um, are selling a spot that they think will do better um, as flat fee versus percentage. Um, yeah, or... so they have certain promotions. They quite a few of their promotions are the same from month to month. Like they day to day, week to week, month to month. Just, the the daily deal is a great example of that. They've been having a daily deal for the last five years, right? And every day it's eighty bucks to be included in that. So everybody is applying for that spot. Well, not you know everybody who wants it gets applies for it. One person gets chosen for that spot that day. Um, but they have three hundred sixty five slots in a year. Right. Then they'll run other promotions where it's like, oh, Mother's Day. Here's all these books about being a mother and all. And it's a buy one, get one free. You apply for this promotion if you write about women who are mothers in your fiction books. And that will be uh, 10% of whatever books are, are sold that are that you have chosen to submit for this promotion and are chosen and then are sold through that promotion. So let's say that you put book one into that promotion because you've got a strong female character in your first book who is a single mother. You put it into the Mother's Day promotion, you sell five books through that, and then you sell five books of book two because everybody who read it just loved it and bought the second book. You are not paying 10% of your sales of book two extra. You're, you're doing normal there. It's only the books that are included in that promotion. Right. Yeah. No, I was, I was just thinking that they were determining the price based on after looking at your book and being like, yeah, I don't think this is going to sell that many. So we'll take a percentage or Uh um, so, but you're saying it's, it's the slot and the, and the kind of promotion that determines the price. So that makes more sense. So you could still technically uh, get chosen for an $80 spot and only sell two or three copies, but presumably they're only picking ones that they think will do well in that spot. Exactly. Yes, you got it. Um, So the yes, you you could technically get chosen for the $80 slot and and sell three books, but the chances aren't very high because they only tend to promote really good deals with the $80 one. So then it is and where they don't just put it on their website in different spots. They also put it up on social media. They send it out through newsletters. They do a lot of other promotions they're really pushing that daily deal. So you are going to sell more than three copies of your book or something has gone drastically wrong. Um, All right. I get it now. That makes more sense. So it does sound sort of like um, almost like an ad, you know, that they're, they're selling ad spots almost. uh, Yeah, no, you got it. That's exactly what it is. Um, And that is how Kobo is quite different from Barnes and Noble and uh, Apple because their ad spots are all free. 
you never pay for any promotions on Apple or, Co or Barnes and Noble, period. Kobo, you pay either percentage of flat fees, and then they have like a new release promotion that is completely free. Um, it's not in their promotions tab. They've got audiobook promotions. Those are completely free. That's also not in their promotions tab. Um, they've got overdrive promotions. Those are completely free. Guess what? Not in their promotions tab. So they've actually got a lot of promotions that people don't necessarily even know exist because they are not signed up for the right um, email addresses or they don't have the right URLs. Um, so it can be a little bit to make sure that you have all of the information that you need for Kobo. Um, so what would probably be easiest to tell people, anybody who's listening to the dulcet tones of my voice, is to email Kobo at writinglife at Kobo.com and say, I would like to be on the promotions list, email list for new release, for, excuse me, audiobooks, for overdrive. I would like to have the URL for new release, the new release form. It is a form that you fill out separate URL completely. They will add you to the correct email lists and let you know when another um, audiobook promotion is coming out or another overdrive promotion is coming out, and they will give you the URL to um, apply for a new release promotion. Um, quick, quick side note for overdrive and for audio, obviously you have to be submitting those directly through Kobo. So a lot of people use draft to digital to get to overdrive. In that case, you're applying for overdrive promotions through draft to digital. Kobo is not going to take care of your overdrive promotions if you're if you're going through through draft to digital, right? Kobo is only going to deal with Kobo offers. So, if you're going direct, or if you're going to overdrive through Kobo, you want to get onto the overdrive promotions list. If you are uploading your audiobooks direct to Kobo, you want to get onto the audiobooks promotions list. I All hope right. I did not completely confuse everybody. Well, I think that they can rewind and keep listening okay. <laughs> over and over again. But right. no, this is good, good information. It's cool that they have, I mean, it's interesting that they have these like unadvertised promotions that are so super secret. You have to know about them and know the right people to hear about them in order to get them, right? I mean, that's huge, actually. I think a lot of people who are listening to this, if they've gone wide, they're going to be like, oh, that's something I am pleased I know. Yes, right. I hope so. Um, because like I was saying, Kobo, it is all in-house promotions. That's where the vast majority of your visibility is going to come from. So if you don't even know that those promotions exist, then how on earth are you supposed to be getting that visibility? So, um, in fact, I didn't even say this. <laughs> Let's really back up the tape here, rewind the tape. Um, when you first get an account on Kobo, there is no promotions tab. If somebody just got an account this morning and they're like, I don't understand, what are you talking about? I don't see anything about promotions in there. You're right. You don't have it right now. Um, they don't give everybody a promotions tab out of the gate because, A, they only promote books that are in English. And people sign up to publish their books in other languages. Totally fine. Kobo will absolutely sell them, but they're not going to give you the promotions tab for them because they don't do any promotions in other languages. So they are checking to make sure your books are in English. 
Number two, they're checking to make sure that they are books that they would be comfortable promoting publicly. Um, so not your steamy reverse harem, maybe. Um, actually, no, that's not so bad. I was thinking more like daddy spanked my butt. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, oh, willing I'm to, <laughs> they're willing to sell it, but uh, just not promote it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely no, no promoting of that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, they will look at your catalog, make sure that you're selling books that they would be willing to promote, and then uh, the, the books are in English. And then they give you the promotion step. Again, you're just going to email them. It's always the same email address, writinglifeatcobo.com. And you're just going to say, hey, I need the promotions tab, please and thank you. And they give it to you. So you have to specifically ask for it. They don't just uh, check those things first and then give it to you automatically. Yep. Nope, they don't. So you could have an account for Carbo the last five years and have no idea this even existed. So Merry Christmas Uh, and Happy New Year. I I used to publish uh, publish on Carbo, but um, I I always went through draft to digital because I was fairly lazy. <laughs> I didn't want the headache of going for every book to every site and re-adding all that stuff. So uh, I remember hearing about uh, Kobo having in-house promotions, but I was still just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So that's kind of a rundown of, of Kobo in-house promotions. Um, uh Apple and Barnes and Noble are interesting in that it's harder to get access to the in-house promotions. Um, With Barnes and Noble, if you log into your Barnes and Noble dashboard and you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen, um, actually, let me just make sure that I'm giving accurate advice. That's always useful. Give me just one half second here. I want to make sure that I'm telling people the right thing. So if you scroll all the way down, you're at press.barnesandnoble.com. Very bottom of the screen, there's a blue banner that goes across the bottom. And um, it says Barnes & Noble Press, how it works, reach millions, make money, blah, blah, blah. The fourth column over, there is connect. And it says BN Press support at bn.com. You will want to email them at that email address, and you're going to basically pitch to them why you think you should be getting the in-house promotions tab. You have to talk them into it. Kobo will give it to you as long as you're publishing in English and as long as you're not publishing porn. That I is hope I don't my get... butt, I believe, is the example you gave earlier. <laughs> I I really hope I'm not going to get this podcast in trouble. No, no, no. I'm fine. (laughs) Well, I don't think they're they're searching uh, everything we're saying, but um, you know, those are legit books. I mean, you know, that's the kink that people are into. But you know, it's more: are you going to get yourself into trouble by the fact that you know about things like that? Oh. I've been around for a while. <laughs> um, you can't have been in self-publishing this long without having heard <clears throat> about it. So, uh, no, no, no. So, Barnes & Noble, it is not just a ask and you get it, as long as your books get those two qualifications. They they also only promote books that are in English. Um, they also um, don't promote porn. Um, but they also look at your sales. 
and they want you to have steady sales, not downloads. Downloads don't count. They want you to be selling a book a day, a book, uh, like five books out of a week of seven, right? But like pretty steady sales. If you are not already hitting that benchmark, you may or may not get the promotions tab. Even if you're already hitting that benchmark, you may or may not get the promotions tab. So um, it's important to pitch why it is that you think that you should have this promotions tab um, and talk to them about, you know, your dedicated Barnes and Noble offer. You're, you're not going back and forth between Amazon. Um, you know, you've been publishing since such and such a date. Your books are well edited. Um, you know, any reviews that you have for your books, anything like that. You're just trying to talk them into giving you this promotions tab, right? Um, and then cross your fingers. Um, and if they tell you no, maybe wait six months and try it again. Um, Barnes and Noble, your visibility on Barnes and Noble will come through promotions, just like it does with Kobo, but also categories. There are categories on Barnes and Noble that do not exist anywhere else. And if you aren't going direct, then you aren't getting into those categories. So it, those two things together is, is how you get visibility on Barnes and Noble. If you're not going direct, you're not getting visibility, you're not making money. I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but just as an FYI, um, there are months where I make more on Barnes and Noble than I do on Amazon. You can make very good money on Barnes and Noble. You have to be direct to do it. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. There's no way to get around that. Um, so, but they have promotions for pre-orders. Um, they have, uh, they have a Nook Free Friday promotion that's pretty kick butt, and they've got great stuff. And these and their promotions, you were saying, are uh, not not ones you have to pay for. Correct. Yep, hundred percent free. Um, Apple. So there's there's two ways of getting to promotions on Apple. Um, number one, attend an Apple webinar. Um, they will give you the promotions form at the end. Um, Number two is to go through draft to digital and use the draft to digital's in-house promotions form. And they will get you into Apple promotions. Um, we're not allowed to give out the Apple promotions form just freely to the world as a whole. Apple has asked us not to do that. They give it out after their webinars are done or you can get to them through draft to digital. And what are these webinars? Are they uh, like geared towards um, self-publishers on using the site or what, what are we talking about? Yeah. So um, Apple will not record their webinars. That comes down. They're not allowed to. So if you're like, oh, I'll just go watch an old webinar or something, they literally don't exist. They won't. They do not record. Um, so you have to attend them live. Um, we actually ran, I want to say, between 10, 12 webinars um, in coordination with Wide for the Win. This was, I want to say, maybe last year. So we should do another run of them um, because we've gotten lot, lots more um, uh, wide lanes in since, since last year. Um, but Apple Books comes in and does a presentation. They talk about their search algorithms. They talk about promotions. They talk about how their app works. Um, and they just kind of walk you through promoting with them, um, 
anything you'd want to know on how to publish on Apple Books as an indie author. Um, and it's very worth the time to attend. Um, if you've not been able to attend one up till now and you see one coming through, jump on it. Um, I did talk them into last time we did them to do one on a weekend to do some late at night so that people um, in, like, say, Australia could attend things like that. So I really worked with them to work with authors who can't attend at 2 PM New York time on a Wednesday, right? Um, that that it works with with a lot of authors. So I really worked hard on that um, and we'll. I'm sure we'll do that this next time too. But they're free. The the okay. webinars are free. Okay. Well, that's good to know. All these there's so many secret ways to get promotions. I had no idea. I thought it was all just like go on the site, click on promos. Do there are so, going to be people like, who stumble over this particular podcast and they're like, "Oh, it's Aaron again," and they listen to this and be like. So I think we need really valuable I, information. We appreciate it. I, I think we're going to have to at least tease this in the description that there are some <laughs> super secret uh, ways to get promotions in this podcast, but you have to listen to find out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I do I do consultations every day, um, pretty much, and and I'm I'm constantly telling people I'm like, okay, so do you have this form? Do you have this? Do you have that? And people are like, no. I didn't know that existed. And so, yeah, you don't even have to do a consultation and I give you the information. How special are you guys? <laughs> exactly. So, okay, so we've hit, uh, we've talked about Google, Kobo, Barnes, Apple. Uh, are we missing anything? Yeah. Missing? No, that's, that's um, good. I did want to say to kind of play in with the, with the promotions part of things. Um, Pre-orders have their own set of promotions. Um, Apple, so that everybody knows, Apple loves pre-orders. Okay. Pre-orders make Apple's little heart just so very, very happy. Once the book goes live, they're like, I don't know. You're not that interesting anymore. Kobo loves new releases. Until the book goes live. Kobo's like, I don't think so. Go away. Come back when you when the book is live. Shoot, shoot. I'm with you. Barnes and Noble is like, oh my God, we love all of it. Pre-order to the day it releases to a new release. We're like, we just love it all. Give it all to us. So I I tend to use the terms inter interchangeably, a pre-order promotion or a new release promotion or whatever, but they are actually very different depending on which storefront. Um, so Apple has a couple of different pre-order promotions. Again, you have to attend the webinar or go through Drop to Digital. Kobo has that new release form that is a separate URL that you need to email them and ask them for it. Um, and Barnes and Noble, you need to get the promotions tab. And then they have a promotions called uh, Barnes Noble Press Presents, or it's changed now to Indie Top, Top Indie Favorites. Um, and that is their pre-order to release to new release promotion. Um, so all of them have these. All of them reward long pre-orders. 
So here's something that a lot of people don't understand about a major, major difference between Amazon and all of the white storefronts. Amazon loves that new book smell. Ah, new books. Who doesn't love it? They, when you come out of the gate with a new release on Amazon, whatever your ranking is at that point, that's probably the highest that book is going to rank unless you get either a book bump for it or you dump a bunch of money in Facebook ads or whatever. But right out of the gate, you're flying high, your ranking is high, your visibility organically is higher because Apple loves new. They re, I mean, excuse me, Amazon loves new. They reward new. The wide storefronts reward longevity and history. The older a book is, the more history it has, the longer it's been around, the more it shows up. The more it shows up in, in um, uh, carousels, in Ossobots, the more it just naturally shows up in terms of search results. They love history and longevity. So when you coming out of the gate on a wide storefront with a new release, your real ranking is quite low and it will grow over time and your visibility becomes higher over time. So this is why 30 day cliff on Amazon that doesn't exist on the wide storefronts. If you are a slower author and you are not putting out books every month, you're not on that treadmill, because that treadmill is about to kill you off, you probably are a wide author and you just didn't know it yet. Because wide storefronts reward that longevity. They reward books having been out for a while um, and you show up more and you sell better the longer you are out there. Um, so rapid release, something that's very, very common on Amazon, doesn't do much on wide storefronts. It's literally a strategy that does nothing on wide storefronts because of how different the algorithms are and how much they reward different things. And so this is one of the reasons why um, I push back sometimes when people are like, oh, you should start out in KU and then go wide later because the mindset is so different between being in KDP Select versus being wide that it's almost like you have to unlearn everything. It's so that you can learn it in a way that is going to be successful on wide storefronts. You need to stop um, rapid releasing. Um, you need to stop doing uh, cheap pricing. Uh, you need to stop doing box sets for 99 cents. Um, all these different things that work really, really well on Amazon are on wide storefronts, truly. Um, so long pre-orders. Having put all of that together, right, you've got these in-house promotions for pre-orders and new releases. You also now know that the wide storefront reward longevity. Long pre-orders, super useful on wide storefronts because you've got that clock starting earlier. Amazon is the opposite. If you have a pre-order up for forever, you're burying your rank on Amazon. You're gonna come out of the gate a heck of a lot lower. Well, newsflash to anybody who's listening to this, if you are a white author, your rank on Amazon is already gonna be terrible. It, it just is. They, they already suppress your ranking. 
So screw it. Have a lower ranking out the gate on Amazon. Put your book up for a long time on Amazon also because you will make up for having a lower ranking by having lots of pre-orders. And as we like to say in Wife of the Win, bank over rank. Does it matter if you come out of the gate at, at 100 in the store if you're not making any money? It's much more important to have a long pre-order. Get lots of pre-orders, come out at a lower rank. Your rank is going to be terrible anyway, so screw it, make the money. So uh, there's no value in having the long pre-order on all the other sites and uh, a short or no pre-order on Amazon then? Um, you can. Um, and there are absolutely people who do that. In fact, um, I don't put books up on Amazon. I've gotten burnt in terms of not getting books done on time. And I no longer am allowing myself to put a pre-order up on Amazon until the book is done. So I have two books that are up on wide storefronts that are not up on Amazon right now. You can absolutely mix and match. Um, Do the wide, is that because the wide storefronts um, let you miss your pre-order date? Is that what you're saying? Or Yeah, um, you still can't miss it, but you can push it back. Oh, without, okay. You can just make it longer. Right. Yep, absolutely. With no penalty at all. Literally none. They don't. They're just like, okay. The exception to that is if you get one of those pre-order or new release promotions. If you get one of those, you better be releasing that book on time. But if you don't have one of those and your book is just up as a pre-order and you realize you're not going to be able to get to that on time and you go in and you change your pre-order release date, there's no penalty whatsoever for it. So um, people quite often, myself included, will put a book up on the wide storefronts, start gathering those pre-orders, start um, gaining that history and longevity, right? And then when the book is done, putting it up on Amazon as a pre-order and then and then a release. Um, I prefer longer pre-orders because it's easier to gather up pre-orders over time. Um, I just find that I make more money that way. Um, but not if you don't actually release the book on time and then you lose your pre-order abilities. What? Not that I know of anybody who ever <laughs> had that happen to them, but, you know, poor souls. They're just yeah. terrible. Definitely. That is some good advice. I think uh, this episode is going to make people um, realize that they were missing out on so many things that they weren't even aware of. <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like... And you put it all succinctly into one hour as well, which is pretty impressive. I know. Oh, succinct. Oh, thank you. I'll slip you that 20 later. That's <laughs> nice. That's good to hear. I didn't think I was being very succinct, so I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm afraid I can blather on. but No, that was perfect because we were just coming to the top of the hour, but we didn't want to lose a single snippet of this. Yay. All right. Good. Um, yeah. If anybody hasn't already joined the group, please come join us in Wife for the Win um, because lots of of amazing discussions being held over there and lots of information and uh just a really good group of people very supportive of each other so if you're wanting to go wide you go get your butt down there come on <laughs> come join the fun 
That is brilliant. Erin, thank you so much for all of everything that you've shared today. I think it's been amazing. Craig, do you have any any thoughts as we wrap this up? Uh, no. I, well, other than to reiterate what Erin said, uh, if you're wide, you should definitely be on her Facebook group because that's where all the authors that are wide are and they're all sharing their information and they're talking about the strategies and you can, you know, interact with Erin one-on-one, you know, through there, through her a consult service through all that stuff. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to be successful going wide, she's the one to to get you there. Yay. Yeah, I hope so. I, um, I always like to direct people to the group because um, you can join it at any point. My consultations, I tend to be booked about six months out, which is a little bit painful, but there's only one of me and I I do my best to help as many people as I can. But um, but yeah, I just really want to see people succeed. Being wide, you can do it. It's, I promise you, it is doable. So It's really wonderful because you really genuinely seem to come across as that. You come on and you share so much without expecting anything returned. I think at this day and age, everyone is like making a course about this, making a course about that, stuff like that. And you come in and are offering real value and asking for, for nothing returned. So we appreciate it massively. Yay. Yes. I just, I genuinely just want people to succeed. And so, um, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to see authors being able to make a living doing what they love and not just continuing to struggle and think, why am I doing this? Why am I torturing myself this way? There are better ways that I could torture myself. I want people to be successful and love what they're doing. So, yeah, and you know what? If and if they want to join your group, they just have to go to Facebook, find the secret tab that's on the left. It's hidden by a uh, invisible <laughs> text that they have to hover over. <laughs> they click awesome. that. They fill out a form that goes to you, and then you contact them. <laughs> they send ID, right? And then is it a, a bank account? Um, uh, actually, it's, it's a blood type and, and oh, sperm okay. donation is really right. the only way to get in. Otherwise, and if you're a girl, I guess you just had it. <laughs> I know, seriously. There yeah. is no, I mean, super, honestly, super it's a super, it's a super easy link and we will include it in our description below. Awesome. No sperm required, please. <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this podcast is going to be like x-rated or something all right it was so good to talk to you guys today Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. And hopefully everyone who's been listening or watching on YouTube has uh, has found this just as valuable as we have. Thank you so much, Erin. Of course, we'll stick all the links down below so you can go and check out Wide for the Win. You can go and check out Erin's uh, books. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure to, to click that subscribe button. Leave us a like, leave a comment down below or a question or anything like that. And we will be back next week with another episode of Fully Booked. So until then, cheerio.